צהריים טובים. שלום לכולכם. Anyway, um, last year uh, in the show I gave, we, we really followed the footsteps of Avram Avinu. Uh, for the time he enters Eretz Yisrael and receives the promise of uh, offspring and land. And uh, we try to follow the, the frustrations he went through, the difficulties, until finally the promise was fulfilled. Today I want to learn the same material. We're not doing any new material. But the difference is... I want to look at the story now from the point of view of Sarai. How she saw this whole story envelop. Uh, I, think it, it's, it's, I think it's very interesting. The Torah gives us a, a, a picture of both Avram and Sarai. I never, I never noticed it until I, I had to prepare the Shurim. And I at least found it very uh, insightful. And uh, I want to share some of my thoughts with you. Now the story begins in Perakah uh, Chadash 11, chapter 11, Yudalaf and Breshit, the end of Breshit, at the end of Yudalaf, Pasuk Chavav, where after the list of all generations, and you know, after the story of Noah, we begin to learn about Terach, alright? Vahi Terach Shivim Shanah, Vayolet at Avram, at Nachor, at Haran, Terach lived 70 years, he gave birth to Avram, Nachor, and Haran, Ela told Terach, these are the offsprings of Terach. Terach olid at Avram at Nachorid Laban, repeated, the Hem olid, the Haran olid at Lot. We have another generation. Vayam at Haran al Pnei Terach Aviv, Vayamatsk Moladeto, Burakastev. There's a tragedy, Haran dies obviously when he's young, and uh, he leaves over a Lot who is an orphan. They're married, both Nachor and Avram are married, but he's Sarai Akara in Lavalad. Sarai is barren. She does not have any children, any offspring. And then Vayikach Terach at Avram, below. That Lot, Ben Haran Beno, he takes his family, Terach, Avram, and Lot, and that Kalato, Eshet, Avram, Beno, and everyone, and they go together towards Eretz Canaan, and then Yedbet, Vayyimei Terach, etc., Terach dies. This is the opening of the story of Avram, and you've got to admit it's not a very exciting opening. In fact, let's be honest, it's boring. We're just given a list here of names. Terach, family, he has this child, that child, this one dies early, this one gets married. Seems very irrelevant. But there is one pasuk here, one verse that's different than all the others. It always pops out of the page. And that's the verse 30. Sarai is barren, she has no children. This is very different. There's no child, she's not a child, whatever. No offspring. This is very different than all the other things. Something is described here about Sarai that we don't know. Maybe the others, you know, we know that Haran had a child Lot, but we don't know about Nochor. I mean, why is this? Why is this suddenly put in here? I believe that this pasuk becomes the basic verse that's going to guide us to understand the whole story of Sarai, and that's why the Torah puts it in in the middle of this seamless. Parsha of trivia. 
Right, now let's go on to the story. Till now, nothing dramatic. But all of a sudden, Avram goes out to Avram, leave your home, your birthplace, etc. Go to the land that I will show you. And I'm going to make you into a great nation, and I'll bless you, and I'll make you, your name great, and you're going to be a blessing. I'm going to bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And, and it's going to be a tremendous gift to the, to the whole world. Fine. We say, there's one line here I want to zero in on. What does that mean? Now here we're going to make use of the, the uh, Midrashim that I brought and the Parshadim. And the reason I'm bringing Parshanim and Midrashim here, and I very often bring different opinions, is not what's usually done. I want to compare them, which is right, which is wrong. I think that each one adds a dimension of understanding something that's going on. And when each one understands the difference, I think each one is right. Each one has a certain piece of the action. And that's what we're going to try to read. Now, I bring the three opinions here. What does it mean, the Eschol Goy Godol? I'm going to make you into a great nation. Well, you see, the Targum Uncle says, I'm going to make you into a great people. Fine. Talking about a great nation. Rashi learns it a little differently. Veskola Gaigadol, Lefisha Haderech Goremet Shlosha Devarim. Travel causes three things. Mimaetet Vipiria Verivia, there's less uh, um, children, less, less procreation. Umemaetet et Hamomon, you don't really make money when you travel. Umemaetet et Hashem, and you can't build up a name. Therefore, Hashem says the three things. Veskola Gaigadol, and you're gonna you're gonna have offsprings, and uh, the other one is let's go over one of three. You're gonna have money. Your name will be great. But how does Rashi understand the Gadol? Not that you're gonna be a great nation, but what from your offsprings? Rashi says because the derech Verivia. When you travel, you can't have procreation. And so Avram is being told, you're going to form a nation from your offspring. Now that's not what Uncle said. Uncle said you're just going to form a nation. Could be from people that gather around Avram. <laughs> then along comes the Radak and says, Even though your wife is barren, I will hear her. And she will give birth in this land you are going to. Now, she's been a, she's been a childless till now because she was outside of Eretz Israel, but here she's going to have a child. Now, so there are three interpretations of what Avram, Avram said to Avram, I'm going to make you into a great nation. What is meant here? A great nation of people that will follow him? A great nation of offsprings, but not necessarily from Sarah? What does it mean Sarah is going to give Sarah is going to give birth? All three are possible. Now Sarah, Sarah doesn't know which one it is. Now maybe Avram doesn't know which one it is, but at least Avram knows he's going to be forming this big nation. 
of a Sarai, she's not even sure that she's on the same page. She may be off completely. As the Sarai enters the story, not only is she barren, but even when the promise is given to Avram, she is not certain that she's part of it. There's no guarantee. She may be. It depends how you interpret it. And we don't know how you interpret it. And so, let's go on. Sarai begins this way, where there's this gap between Avram and Sarai about what exactly the promise is. Pesach Dalet, Vayelech Avram Kasher Diber Hashem, Vayelech Kitol Lot, Avram Ben Chamei Shalim Veshim Shana Betzetom Echaran. We're told here that Lot goes with them. Now, it's an interesting question. Why is it pointed that Lot went with them? Pesach has to really stick this in. Now, it could be it's put in because later we're going to need this information because uh, we're going to have the story of Lot with the battle of Avram, where Avram saves Lot, all kind of things. But we know that Lot left anyway with them. Terach took Lot, we know. But Lot is put in here. And I'm just raising an issue which we'll, we'll discuss later. And the thought has to rise in Sarai, maybe in others, well, one second, if I have no children and there is a nephew, maybe he's the one. Could be that he's going to be the chosen one that's going to form this nation. We don't know. It's unknown. Again, the, the, the Torah just mentions this by the way. For anyone else, it's by the way. For Sarai, this is not by the way. This is a very, very fundamental question. And so we go on. And then And now in verse 7, God appears to Hashem the second time to promise him this Goy Godol, but now he clarifies what he means. Hashem now promises him, I'm going to give this land to your seed, to your offspring. Well, now, Avram has a clarification that Goygodol, maybe other people will join, but his offspring is going to form this great nation. Well, Avram is a little more secure, but Sarai is not. I mean, maybe the offspring will come from other wife. I don't know what's going to be. Sarai is being left out of the game this whole time. She, she, she's, she's under the, the, the terrible feeling of being the, a barren. She's unable to produce a child. Everyone wants it. Certainly Avram that's forming this nation. And now Avram has been promised that there's going to be an offspring and we can't be sure it's going to be from Sarai. All right, now we go. Let's go to Parakid Bet. Uh, 12, chapter 12. And now we get into the story where Avram, there's a famine in Eretz Israel and Avram takes the pin in, in Canaan, as it was known then, and Avram now goes down to Mitzrayim. All right? Now, verse 11. Sarai suddenly appears back. She comes back on the scene. He says to Sarai, I know that you're a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, there's his wife, they're going to kill me, and, they'll, and you'll live. 
So therefore, I mean, achotiyat. Play the game as if you're my sister. The man in Yitav Liba Varech for Chaitan of Sheba Golach. Now, what exactly happened here? What did Avram think? Remember, Sarai is then, oh, she's a sister. Well, Paro's interested. He takes Sarai to Paro. Paro takes Sarai and just God has to come to him in a dream and, and etc. And then Sarai is free. Now, if you look at your Medrash that we have here, um, I'm going to bring two Parshanim that are trying to explain what did Avram think, what did he do here. The one who is critical here, and I know no other Ramban that is so critical of the others or anyone like this Ramban. It's an unusual Ramban. And the Ramban is extremely critical of Avram for what he did to Sarah here. Veda, he says, and you should know, Ki Avram Avinu, and here he is to call Avram because he's going to be critical. He says, our father Avram, who he has great respect for, Chotachet Godol Bishgaga. He created a grievous sin, but by Bishgaga, Shogeg, Axel. Shevi Yishtov HaTzadeket B'Mikshol, Avon, Mepnei Pachto Ben he brought Sarai into a terrible situation because of his own fear to save himself. She had Silo Otobet Ishtobet Kolashelo. Kiesh Belohim. What's this? What's this sin? Kiesh Belohim Koach Lazol Hatzil. God has the power to save. And he should have had Bitachon in Hashem. He's in a difficult situation. You don't put your wife in a rib, at risk. Have bitachon in Hashem. This went up. Uh, Ramban goes on also to be critical of him for leaving Eretz Israel. There are two things. But I don't want to go into that. I want to leave a little more time for what we need. The Radak says differently. The Radak says what happened was Avram went to Mitzrayim thinking there'll be no problems. But what happened? He miscalculated. It was what the Radak says. Lepikach. When he got close to Mitzrayim, he didn't know anything about Egyptian culture. He came from Mesopotamia, remember. When he got close to Mitzrayim, he saw that the people were ugly people morally, that corrupt morally. He was worried that they'll see his wife and they'll take her. Unlike the Ramban, he says, had he known this in advance, he never would have gone to Mitzrayim. He went to Mitzrayim innocently. But all of a sudden, he found himself in a difficult situation, and therefore plan A didn't work, he had to pull out plan B. So he goes and he pulls out the second plan. What does he do? And therefore, he goes and he tells what he did. This is interesting. The Ramban demanded that Avram have bitachon in Hashem. I just want to read this Ramban, this Radak, to show a whole difference of philosophy, which we're not, this is not a topic, but it's too good to pass up. Ki Amar, Shema Yigromachet. He was worried, even though it was a promise, maybe he, he, he sinned and that uh, uprooted the promise. Whereas promise is not permanent. Promise is, providing you act well, I will do X. Yaakov, Avinu, Achav, Tochat, 
And Yaakov Vino, when he goes down to Haran, Hashem tells him, don't worry, I'm with you. When he comes back, he's petrified to meet Esau. What's he petrified? He already got Avtacha. He is worried, Shema Yigromachet, maybe he said. V'chein roi lechol tzadak shalo yismoch b'makom sakan alanes. Every tzadak, this is the way to behave. You can't depend upon Hashem, there'll be a nest if there is a danger. He has to save himself with any manipulation that he can do to save himself. Totally different than the Ramban. Ramban said he had to have bitachon, and, and Radak says, what bitachon? He had, to, he had to figure out how you get out of this situation. He got himself into a pickle. You don't sit down now and have, uh, and have bitachon. You've got to work on something. But anyway, either way you look at this thing, what happens is, from Sari's point of view, Avram got into trouble, we're in trouble. Not only am I barren, not only don't I know if the offspring's going to come from me, this great nation, I get sacrificed when we're in trouble. I mean, the, you know, I, I, uh, she understands that it had to be done. A lot of times you can understand there's no alternative and be heard anyway. One thing has nothing to do with the other almost. We're human beings. That's the way we react. But Sarai here clearly is the one that, that is, is really being put in the corner again more and more. All right. Let's go on a little and move to Parakut Gimel. Pesach Vayal Avram, he finishes after Paro gives him the gift, and whatever's done there, it's over the Mitzrayim, the story in Egypt is over, and Vayal Avram, he Mitzrayim, Avram comes up from Mitzrayim. Now look at the list. Who? Vishto, Vuchola Shelo, Velot Imohanegva. Again, Lot is mentioned. Lot is always mentioned as being with them. Constantly. It's, it's, it, it doesn't change. And, and one gets the feeling that well, even though Avram is told the Zaracha, in a certain way, Lot is, is maybe not his Zerah directly, but he is family, you know. He's a nephew. It's still a possibility that, that maybe that's what's meant. Uh, I, I omitted putting in the Mekorot, in the, in the uh, page of sources, a few Midrashim that shows you what was going on then. One Medrash says as follows, a British rabbi. Just to explain now the battle, the fight between the shepherds of Lot and the shepherds of Abraham, which takes place right away. So it says as follows, Omrim lahem ro'e Avraham. Hutar ha'gezel, why are your, your, your uh, sheep grazing in land of other people? You're a lot of steel. Hayu omrim lahem, so the, the shepherds of, of Lot had said, uh, God promised Avraham that's going to be given to your offspring. The Avraham pirda akarasha molid. But Avraham is a mule which is not giving birth. He's strong and everything, but he can't give birth. There's no future. The Machar who met tomorrow, he's going to die. Lot benochiv yorsho. And Lot will inherit him. That was the talk in town. That Lot is the is the is the successor. The Medrash even says even more sharp. Avram himself thought this. Reb Nechemya Omer 
God was angry when Lot followed, when Avram took Lot everywhere he went. I said, I'm going to give it to your seed. And he's still bringing along Lot in order to, 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 uh, and, and, and to be the, the heir. The people spoke that way. Abram felt that way. He's getting old already. He's supposed to set up a nation. Sarai is getting older. No children. You have to understand. He starts thinking that way. Lot seems to be a, 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 a candidate. But then there's a battle between the, the, the shepherds. That's in Posig Zion 7. Right? They have to fight. And then Abram suggests. Why fight? Let's separate. This separation is a very, very significant separation. Because in certain ways it signifies the beginning of a recognition, Lot is not the person. And Lot chooses the, the dome, and then there's an interesting pasuk. You gimel. Again, a, a verse that's stuck in the middle. The people of Sodom were evil. And sinful greatly before God. Why? Because the show is Lot is not going to be the successor. This is the right kind of language, the kind of life that Lot is choosing. He can't be a successor. I'll tell you just on the side an interesting story about this pasta, just because you'll enjoy it. He's uh, sitting shul next to a. One of the sons of Yeshayahu Leibovich. So, you know, you talk a little bit during davening, you know. And uh, you know what they say, you can daven at home, but to talk you have to go to shul. <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, so uh, he told me that in, in the Six-Day War, he was part of a unit that captured Jordan, and he got to Sodom. He gets a hold of a phone, it was very rare then. He can call. He calls up his father. He has about a minute on the phone because everyone's got to get a chance. And his father says to him, "Where are you?" I did not let it tell. So he says, "Anashav Raim v'chatayim Hashem Od." So he shall leave a chance. Says, "Oh, Tel Aviv." <laughs> anyway, but anyway, this is. This is, uh, in, in, from our point of view, we're discussing now, by choosing, by choosing uh, a stone as the place to live in, Lot is basically moving himself out. And, in fact, at the end of this parsha in Pasuk Tedva 15, God makes him a promise. It starts in 14. After Lot leaves him, God appears to Avram and gives him the promise, and we're interested in the 15, Pasuk Tedvav, This all this land which you see, God repeats this a third time he's promising. It's going to be given to you and your offspring, and perhaps he is Adolam, eternally something which, uh, which uh, didn't exist until now. Okay, then we have a parak, which um, 
We're not going to discuss now. It's not important for us. That's the war between Abbas Yudalid is the war between the four kings, five kings, and everything. Only one thing is important for us of this. In this story, Avram comes out to be an international figure. He here was he was a, a person who was instrumental in the, in the outcome of a major war which took place in that area. He saved the kings of Sdom and Amora and everything. Malkitzedek takes out and has a, makes a great party for him and everything. Avram now is really becoming an important person. But of course, in this whole story, Sarai just doesn't... Uh, no, she's in the background. Avram, Avram is on his way to become what he's supposed to be and Sarai still doesn't know what's going to be. And then we get the Brit Ben Abitarim in Perk now here, after all this takes place, God appears to him in a vision. Do not fear. I will protect you. I, I'm your protector. Your sachar will be very great. Now Avram gets the courage to ask God. One second. Three times already you told me I'm going to have children. He says, Mati Tenli, what are you giving, what are you giving me the, hey, no, he ain't Lino Tata Zera. And the first possible, Mati Tenli, what can you give me? Vanuchi Olech Ariri, I'm going barren. Uven Meshek Beimetiu Damesek Aliezer. Now that Lot's out of the picture, who seems to be the, the, uh, the person that's going to take over? Eliezer, the head of the household. And again, Avram speaks. He stresses it. You didn't give me seed offspring. And now God threw with again a promise. It's very clear now. Zera could have been interpreted in ways. He says, he, that which comes out from your inwards, this is going to be yours, he's going to be the successor. Again, Avram now, the promise is get clearer, more focused. But the obvious question is, is Sarai in the game now or not? We don't know. Sarai has just not mentioned this. And God takes him out, shows him, look and count the stars and the many stars. That's the way your children's going to be. Everything is wonderful here. And at the end of this parsha in Pasuk Yudchet, by Yomahu, Karata Shevet Avram Britley Mor, Lezara Chana Tatetot Again, I'm going to give it to you. This is the fifth time he gets the promise. Five times he got the promise. First time is Goy Godal, but four times was Zera seed. And, 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 and the fourth time it was it's so clear he's going to get it two things are clear he's going to have the offspring another thing is clear we don't know about Sarai we just don't know it's just not in the picture they got to say from Sarai's point of view it's not that you and I the reader don't know it the one who's reading the Tanakh Sarai doesn't know she didn't receive any vision the vision that Avram received was not clear from her point of view. And until now, she sits on the sidelines. 
And now, in Perak 69, suddenly, Sarai reappears. She reappears in full force. She appears now in the Parsha, right? It begins as follows. Aleph, look at that first verse. The Sarai Eshet Avram Lo Yelda Lo Vlad Velo Shivcha Mitzrit Ushmahagar. First of all, you hear here the ring of that first Pesach that Sarai was introduced with. It's here. You hear it again. Sarai has no child. It comes out again. We have to say it again. The person, we have to say it. We know it. That's, that's the story of Sarai. That's one of her identity. Her crisis. Her personal dilemma. It's more than a dilemma. It's a personal crisis that she's going through. And she has a shivcha mitzvah. Look how the Pesach differentiates it. It says, Sarai is called Eshet Avram. And she has a, a shivcha mitzvah. Remember, Mitzrayim are the worst. He, he went through a terrible experience there. You have Sarai, Eshet Avram, and Shivcha. And she has a Shivcha Mitzrayim. And Sarai knew does something now that is quite incredible. She steps forward and she says, well, put it this way. Sarai seems to be, seems to have given in, thrown in the towel. She's getting older. She doesn't have children. She knows Avram was promised. And therefore, she's going to make it possible for him to have a child. It's incredible on her part. And look what she does here. But Thomas Sarai, Avram, he neina tzarani Hashem iledet. He neina bana shivchatai ulai ibanemi mena. He says, she says to him, kamel shivchati. From Sarai's point of view, it's a shivcha. But what? She sees this offspring as hers. Perhaps I will be built through her. In other words, um, my surrogate mother, maybe. That's basically what he says. She's basically, yeah, Hagar is playing the role of a surrogate mother. It's all right. I will be built through her. Now, Avra received, don't forget, five promises that she's going to, uh, that he's going to have the, the children, right? And Sarai burst into the drama here in a way that she really, the word in Hebrew is atzili. What's the word in English? Atzili is what? Noble. noble. It's, a, it's a very noble action on her part, what she's doing here. And Pesach Gimel. Now watch this. Batikach Sarai Eshet Avraham, Sarai, the wife of Avraham, takes Hagar Hamitzrit Shivchata. Again, it's stressed. Hagar, the Egyptian, her, her, her servant, maidwoman, Mikates, Eser Shanim Lashevet Avram Be'aretz, Knan Vatiteno Tala Avram Isha Loli Isha. Now, this is a difficult thing. I'm not sure what's going on here. Because until now, it was called Shivchata. But here it says, she gave it to her husband, Lola Isha, Lola Isha, as a wife. Maybe Sarai herself is in a dilemma. Am I giving it as a, as a concubine, as a wife? On one hand, maybe she has respect for Avram and she wants to give it as a wife, but 
it is a servant. I, I don't know. The, the, the fact that the Pasuk calls Haga, Sari calls her both Shifcha and, and Isha shows perhaps a dilemma that Sari herself has. Exactly. Well, what exactly is this, is this person? Now, we then go on. Vayavoel Hagar. So Avram has relations with Hagar, but Tar and she she, uh, she conceives right away. When she becomes pregnant, and suddenly, um, Sarai her givirta her what do you call that again? Her what? Mistress. Mistress. Her mistress is suddenly she she treats her with derision. What exactly happened here? This is important to know. What was this derision? Look at your, your source menu again. Gimel. What exactly did she react? That's interesting how I bring a medrash in about Doc that say, what exactly did she do? Gimel. When she saw that, that she conceived, she suddenly, her mistress became, she, she treated her with derision. Kate said, how? Avram is an important person, so all the important women, the nobility, came to visit Sarah. The Hagar would say to them, Sarai Givirti, Sarai, my mistress. Her true inside is not what she looks like on the outside. Nereit Sadeket, Veinat Sadeket, she looks like a righteous woman, she's not at all. Ilu Haitat Sadeket, if she was righteous, Ru Kamashanim Lohibrath, look how many years she didn't conceive, Vani Laila Kharibati, and I conceived the first night. Suddenly, you know, you call that Hebrew, Ebed Kiyimloch, the servant suddenly becomes a king, he, her, 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 her arrogance, she now is conceived. Radak says it even worse. But tekal gvirta, chashva me'achar shezera Avram yemimena. She thought that since the offspring of Avram is going to be from her, kihiti yegvira, she will now become the mistress. V'loita chosheshet lamatzot sarai gvirta lash lashet etzaveh, and she didn't. She didn't listen to sarai. She felt protected. She now is carrying Avram's offspring. And I can understand the difficulty that Sarai has. It is a terribly difficult moment for Sarai. And so Dalet, what? And so in Pesach Hei, rather, Vatomer Sarai Avram, Sarai complains to Avram, Chamasi Alecha, I'm angry at you. Anuchina Tati Shivchati Bukhekecha, I gave over my my, sl- my servant, my my pechikecha, to, to, you can sleep with him. she saw she conceived. and she treats me with derision. Yishpot Hashem If you notice, she she sorry complains to Avram, and then at the end, God Yishpot Hashem. Again, I want you to look at Medrashim here. They're very important here to see how this is treated. Three things: Rashi, the Keter, and Radak. In Dalit, Rashi says, Chamasi Alecha, what was her anger? Chamasa the injustice that is being done to me. Alecha ni I blame you with it, the owners, the, the, the blame. 
Why now? Look what she says. Kshit palalta la kadosh baruchu in the Brit bein avatarim in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, um, the Brit the covenant that was made with God. When you said you said mati teni vani ochi olecharei. What will you give me? Because I am barren. Loet palalta elalecha. You only prayed for yourself. Vayelachalet paleil al shneinu. Why didn't you pray for both of us? And then I would have had a child. And the second complaint is, you see I'm being, I'm being treated, and, you sh- and you're quiet. I understand that you're offspring, but be protective of me. The Keter, the Tugum of Yonatan, so being born in Hebrew here, says it even more strongly. Look at what they say. Vatomer, Sarai Avram. Kolel bonimi mimecha. My whole embarrassment, my whole complaint is about you. Shayiti betuchasha tasedini. I was certain that you would be protective of me. Look what I did. Shani azafti eretz ubeit abba. I left my home, the home of my father, bati mchala eretz, nachria. And I came with you to this strange land. I followed you. I, we've been partners for life. Vataba vorshaloyiti yoledet. And now because I didn't give birth. Shechrati shivchati v'natatiya b'chaykecha. I freed my, my, my servant and I gave her over to you. Or it's not only that I follow you, I, I, I even gave my own v'atera kiarata. And she saw that she, she conceived. She, she's insulting my mifanah. She insults me. Let God see the, what I am suffering now. And let him restore peace between the two of us. And that we shouldn't need for our offerings the children of Hagar, Shahagar, Bat Paro, according to the Medrash, Ben Nimrod, Shetilchalekivshanaish. He's the grandson, <laughs> the great grandson, of, of Nimrod, throw you into the Kivshanaish. That's who you have. He's going to be the offspring? Because he prays God should restore peace between us. The Keter senses it. This has to create tension between husband and wife. There's no alternative. There was great tension there. And she's praying now, God should restore peace between us. The Radak says, Hachomashani, okay, he says, I, I, I'm not going to read the Radak. He basically says very close to Rashi, complaining to Avram, why didn't you complain? But Radak defends Avram, said, Avram didn't know about it. Whatever. But, but from Sari's point of view, I think the great pain that she is suffering comes through very clearly in these in this Perushim on, on this Pasuk. Anyway, we go through the story, then you know that, that um, um, she, she oppresses uh, Hagar, Hagar runs away and everything. Until the end, Hagar comes back, or she meets the Malach, the, the angel, and at the end, at verse 15, finally she gives birth, and watch the words of the Pasuk. Vatele Hagar Avram ben. What did Sarai say originally? Ulai ibane minmena. Maybe I will build, build through her. She didn't give birth. It wasn't Sarai's. To Avram, not to Sarai. This was not a surrogate mother. 
ויקרא אברהם שם בנו אשר ילדה הגר ישמעאל. So strong. What happens at the end is, Sarai took a tremendous risk. She basically lost personally. Avram won. Avram got a child. She, she just lost much, much of her stature. Her frustration, her anger, her pain is just increased by this whole story. Something which she hoped would possibly redeem her from the anguish that she was going through. All right. Then in Perak Yud Zion, we have the second, the great covenant between Avram, between Hashem and Avram. What's very unusual about this covenant is, on the one hand, it's the covenant which gives the Jewish people Brit Milah, circumcision, which is men. On the other hand, this is the covenant in which Sarai is redeemed finally. The odd thing, the men are given with Mila, but the real winner here is Sarai. What happens here? Look what happens here. Avram is an old man. Sarai is an old woman. She's 10 years old. She's 90 years old. They're old people, right? And the, the whole issue of, of, of offspring is really behind us now. She stopped having a period already. There's no hope. Forget about it. It's all behind us. And God appears to them and says, First of all, he changes his, his, his... There are superlatives here that we didn't have before. For example, in Pesach Bet, Very much. This is, this is a strong... That didn't appear, word didn't appear before this. And again in Dali, he says he's going to call him Av Hamon Goyim. Your name is being changed to Avram because you are an Av, the, the father of many nations. Um, also, the expression, look what he's promised offspring in Zion, all your future generations. The, the expression appears here in three verses in a row, in Zion Chetet, an expression that did not appear until now. Lidorotam, all the generations. Brit Olam, a covenant forever. The, 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 the power that you have here is something we did not have before. You see all these things. Zaracha Charecha, Brit Olam, Brit Milah, Maod Maod, Avamon Goyim, all these things together. Fine, till now it's everything we had until now, but just, just, we've got up a, a, a Hiloch, a, a Gear, we moved up high gear, we moved up level. Right now. Works in Hebrew, it doesn't work in English. Okay. Now in Tetvav, Prosak Tetvav, here comes the great change. And it's great no not yet. Um Vayoma Elokim al Avram. Sarayishtacha. It's a great beginning for the word. Sarayishtacha. He doesn't say I'm gonna do the following to Sarai. No, it begins. Sarayishtacha, who has still now been in the background. Who is basically is suffering, is feels to be a failure. Lo shema sarai ki shema. Fine. Changes her name. But uveirachti ota in the in the sixteen. Venatati mimena lacha ben, and I will give you a child 
from her. And he goes on, and she's going to form nations, and kings, kings of nations, the word mimena appears twice in this verse. But atati it's from her, from her, like he Yes, Avram, from her, not from Hagar, not from, not Lot, and not only Yezah that we thought, and not, uh, and not Yishmael, from her it's going to be. Fine. Look what happens. For he Paul Avram al Panav Yitzchak. It's, it seems ridiculous. I had a hundred, she had ninety, that's gonna happen. Vayomer Avram, Avol, Sarayish Techa, Yoledet Lachaben. No, before that, Yochet, Yochet's very important. Vayomer Avram, Elohim. He can't believe it, he says, Lu Yishmael Yechia Befanecha. You already gave me, Havai Yishmael, so Yishmael should live. I didn't have an offspring for so many years, I finally got Yishmael. You're giving me, an extra bracha. Now take a look at the Medrashim on this. You'll see where Avram was. The Medrash Tov says as follows. Review the Meshem, review the Omer. Um... Domin dvarav shal Avram lemelech and the words of Avram compared compared to a king shemalemi tena oavo he receives uh, wheat from the tena the, the barrel whatever it is of his of his uh, loyal servant lizman amalo amelech but the king says to him for a while ana ani the means mevakeshin pol panas dech pol panas chami metenacha I want to take doubles from you. Amalei, so the servant says, Lotem Alei Kadim Betana, Halvai Harishona Lotem Nemi Mani. Halvai, I have the first. I'm thrilled with what I have. What does that mean? Avram seems to be attached to Yishmael. Look, look at the next one. The Ramban is, is even more difficult. The Ramban, I'm not going to read the whole thing now. I want time. The last few lines of the Ramban. The haven kihua yoresh. Avram understands that the, the child that's being born from Sarai is going to be the the um, the, the one that's going to uh, inherit the, the crown. Pachat He was afraid. Maybe you mean Ishmael is going to you're going to wipe out your smile and give me your tuck. I don't want to wipe out your smile. He's my child. I love him. And look at the Medrash Agoda says. Lu Yishmael Yechiv Necha Am Avram Eni Rotsa Shiit Kayem Ela Yishmael. You hear that? I love Yishmael. Why complicate my life with another child? I don't want another one. You hear that? It's unbelievable what the Midrash says. Hey Shiva Kadosh Baruch God answered him. Bemet. Sorash Tukha Aval that's what Hashem said Avram Luyachial Yishmael Yishma Yachab Fanecha and then what is Hashem answering the very next Pasuk? Um Vayom Avram Aval Sarayish Tukha Yoledat Lakhaben. No Aval, no Avram, no. 
Your wife, Sarah, not the Shifka, your wife, Sarah, is going to have a son. God is now defending Sarah, fighting with Avraham. Avraham's attached to Yishmael. Look further in the Korot. Look at the Orachayim here. It's incredible. Vav. We're not afraid to say these things. We're afraid to say it. They weren't. What is this Aval, the strong word? Sarach Ladat. Tam Omro Aval. Ki Eina Mashmut. I mean Aval, but. Venira Shinit Kavain Lomare Lav. Ein Hachinami. Avram says, Im Hanitina He Bishvilcha Lavad. God said to Avram, Yeshacha Polomar. Shata mistapek bi Yishmael. If it's for you alone, you can say I'm happy with Yishmael. Avot sarar shachay oledat lecha. You have a partner in life. She went with you through the whole life. You have no right to give up on her needs. She wants a child. You're attached to Yishmael, I understand. It's a child you waited for so many years, you finally got it. All right, it wasn't ideal. You got it through Hagar and not through Sarah. But still, there's another person here. There's Sarai. You can't ignore her. She has her needs, and you have to respond to them. It is a powerful, powerful thing that the that the Mufarshim are saying that are between the lines. And then God says, "Bet will Yishmael Shmaticha he neiberachtiro so." In in Pchaf, he says, "I will bless Yishmael." But in Chafalaf he says, But my covenant is with Yitzchak, and he continues, Which your wife Sarah is going to give birth to. That's where the covenant will be. That's where the real future is. Yeah, I'm going to bless Yishmael. He's your child, you love him, and he's going to be blessed. But that's not where the true continuity is. The true continuity is Yitzchak. And then if you read the rest of the Parsha, as soon as God goes away, Avram does a bris milah, he, Ishmael, and his whole household. And interesting, in these few psukim, Yishmael is each time mentioned three times, and each time called Beno. It's interesting. Look at Chav Gimel. V'hikach Avram et Yishmael Beno. Alright, and in Chafhei, V'yishmael b'no ben Shlosh Hashrei Shana. And the last Pesach, Be'etzem ha'yom ha'zenim al-Avram Yishmael b'no. The Pesach is stressing, Avram is still connected with Yishmael after all this. It's hard, it's so difficult for him to part with Yishmael. Yishmael is his son. And then we go on to Parshat Vayera, Reshet Yudchet. Right, the angels come and they tell that Sarah is going to have a child. Right, right, and Sarah hears it and she finds it difficult to believe. I know, I know, I have to go through this quickly. It doesn't matter. Sarah now learns about it in this parak. Sarah now knows the truth. She's going to have a child. 
In, in Perakaf, again, Perakaf, you get a problem, but they go down to to Avimelech, Melech Goror. And again, you have the problem that Abraham says, Achotiyat, that Sarai is taken, and everything. But the important thing for us, we're going to skip this whole thing, is the way it ends. Yudchet. There's an irony at the end of the parsha. All right? Kiatzar, I'm skipping it, this is at the end, why Avimelech frees Sarah? Because Sarah is there now has certain control, and she has control over people in the palace. Kiatzar Hashem, call Rechem Lebeit Avimelech. Al Devar Sarai Eshet Avraham. Sarai Eshet Avraham is controlling the womb of every woman in that, in the, in the, in the palace. And there's the irony. Sarai, who until now was helpless from the point of view of her own womb, not only can she now conceive, but basically it gives her a credible control over, over birth in general. Birth in general. It's an interesting power that she gets here. It's, it, 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 the Torah is saying a major metamorphosis takes place now. And then she finally has a child in Kabbalah. Look at it. it it's almost like a, 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 a poem. Vashem pakaret Sarah kasher amar vayasosem l'sharash shediber. The Torah itself is excited at this moment that Sarah, the promise comes through. And watch, vatar beposek bet vatelet Sarai, and and Sarai conceives la Avraham to Avraham bendes gunav. She conceives to Avraham. Vayikrav Hashem et benen beno. Look at that. Stress. This is the stress. Funny Sarah has. And there's a great simcha. In Vav and Zion. Vatomer Sarah. Svoka Soli Hashem. Vatomer Mimilel Avraham. But Sarah is saying all of this. Avraham is still not letting go. That's the interest even when Yitzhak is born. And Sarah then sees um, that um, that Yishmael is mitzachek. What is the chok that he's doing? Look at your source material. You'll see what chok he's doing in in Zion. I'm going to read the end of it. Um, yeah, but we all think Sechel Tov says, "Vatera Sarat Ben Agam Mitzvah." Yeah, Mitocha Mishteh, Meshabachat Haytola Kodesh Baruch Hu. Sarah now in this party is praising God. Va'amra Baruch Hamakom that gave me a child that that can inherit me. V'Yishmael Hayamat Mihalav. Yishmael doesn't understand what she's saying. What's going on here? Va'amar Halo Aniyu Bechor Vaniyatol Pishnayim. What do you mean? When Yitzhak is born, part of the problem is Yishmael doesn't just step to the side. He says, one second, I'm firstborn. I'm the Bukhar. And that's what the Katab of the Kabbalah says. That, that what Yishmael says, he's interesting. It says, Vatero Sarah et ben Hagar and Mitzvah, Asher Yelda Lahavram Mitzachek. Why Asher Yelda Lahavram Mitzachek? The Ketav Kabbalah says, because Yishmael was saying, she conceived from Avimelech. This is not Avram's child. This Pasha appears right after that. The Pasuk says, That's exactly what you're making fun of. 
And Sarah realizes the problem is impossible and she has to absolutely separate them. There's no way, there's no way for them to continue together. And Sarah makes then the separation. Alright? I, I, I'm not able to read the whole thing now because I, w- I want to end. Um, the dialogue between Sarah and Abraham reflects the problem. Avram finds it so difficult to part with Ishmael, but he has no choice. By It hurts him, he can't do it. And now, in the middle of the dialogue between Sarah and Avraham, where the Ishmael be sent away, HaKadosh Baruch Hu interferes in Yudbet. Stop worrying about them, about her going to daughter. She's right. Avram couldn't develop it alone. He needed the word of God to come in and tell him, this is what has to be done. You've got to step back and realize that Yitzchak is your continuity. Avram now hears it. Avram knows it. And the old question is, what happens at the end? The decisive parsha, I think, is the Akedah, which is Perperik Chavbet. The Akedah is a parsha which of kids we can't learn now, but in the Akedah, it comes out very, very clearly the very close relationship between Avram and Yitzhak. First of all, the whole idea of an Isayon, that Avram is tested by what? By taking et bincha, et yechidcha, asher hafta et Yitzchak. Your son, the only son that you love, Yitzchak. And this expression, appears three times in the Parsha. At the end of the Malach comes, it comes again two times. Also, there's something very interesting. Take a look at how many times Yitzchak is called Beno in the Parsha. In Bet, it appears again... Uh, um, when he puts the eight sim, it appears again. Um, he ties him up. Beno appears over and over and over again. But the most delicate, it comes out most delicate, I think it took him here. The only dialogue that appears in the, in the Parsha. When they're walking, they walk for three days. They have a lot of time to talk. We don't know what they spoke about. One conversation remains. Yomer Yitzchak al Avraham Aviv. Yitzchak says to Avraham, his father, Aviv. Vayomer Avi. Vayomer dead. Vayomer hinhini bini. Here I am, my son. Hinea eats vayesh 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 Avram Elohim yurelo asel ola bini. Bni Avi, Bni Avi. The relation exists by Shnehem Yachtav, expression that appears twice here also. Avram and Yitzchak, Avram finally understands, learns to love Yitzchak. He had to wait a very long time for a child. The child that came was Yishmael. He naturally developed a relationship with Yishmael. This is a perfectly natural thing to do. But we go through a process which 
eventually we end up in a situation where Avram accepts Yitzchak as his child. And it's interesting, right at the Akeda, what do we have? The death of Sarah. There could have been, Midrash says it happened right away, there could have been years between, we don't know. But basically the death of Sarah is, is really after that because that's it. Sarah accomplished what she had to allow, her life. She succeeded. Sarah succeeded. And basically, this is a story that kind of repeats itself in all the Imahots in a different form. In the case of Sarah and Abraham, Abraham is promised an offspring. But Sarah says, what about me? How do I fit him? Am I off the page completely? We left together. We've been in this game together. We're partners. Why am I out of it? And ultimately, she wins. Rivka, please with Yitzchak. Don't, don't be enticed by outside looks of the child. I know these children. The child that has to follow to, to succeed us is not Esav, it's Yaakov. And Yitzchak fights this, but ultimately Rivka wins. And Leah, Leah pleads with Yaakov, don't push me off the map on the side. I brought you your Bukhara and your first four children. And Leah fights, and ultimately Yehuda does become, not Reuven maybe, but Yehuda becomes the leader of the people. And it's just very interesting how in each of the cases, you have stories of the Imahot who struggle for really the continuity, which interests them more than anything else. In Sarah's case, it was the actual, who is going to continue, her own or someone else? In Rivka's case, which one of us is going to continue? In Leah's case, it's also a question, will my children be part of it or are they be pushed on the side? But in each case, the one that comes out victorious is the Himahot. This is the story, basically, of the victory of the matriarchs.